What's up, everyone? This is Trey Van Camp, and you are listening to the Ministry Podcast. Guys, God's vision for the church is to display a kingdom with these two elements, with unparalleled growth and unconditional love. That's not in your notes, but you can write it. Speaking the truth in love. Guys, we are the only community that can truly love one another, but yet at the same time push one another and talk about our faults and failures and allow us to continue to grow into maturity and looking more and more like Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Guys, here's what's so cool. The church, we're supposed to have stability that our culture literally cannot have outside of Christ. We can be stable. When 9-11 happened, which was crazy because I got to go there this week, the church was the one who rose up because we can be stable in the midst of the craziest things. Why? Because we have an anchor. We have a hope, and we can express that hope. We are also stable, and when someone corrects us, our life isn't over. In the church, we actually meet together because we know we're messed up, and we meet in groups because we know there's things we're doing wrong, and we're gathering together and asking God to teach us different things and to mold us. Guys, we are in a culture that desires perfection without correction. We're in a culture that desires perfection, but you better not ever bring up correction. Friends, you cannot reach perfection without correction, amen? And the church knows that. My wife uh, I, I told her, I said, hey, babe, I'm going to mention you in my sermon. She goes, you do every single week. I was like, oh, well, I'm doing it again. All right, so it was actually Sunday after church this last week. I'm on my way. I'm packing my bags, going to New York City. I'm a, you know, playing the Taylor Swift song, Welcome to New No, I wasn't, but I wanted to. I just didn't want to download the song. I didn't want to pay money. Anyways, so Jordan's like, all right, uh, we need to talk. And, you know, you never want to hear that, especially before you're going off to New York City, because I don't want to have guilt on my way to go have fun, you know. And so she was just like, hey, we need to talk. And so it's like, oh, okay. And we had a great conversation, and, and I don't want to get too detailed, but essentially it was, okay, when you get back, I think we need to figure out how can you kind of step up in the home a little bit more and not travel as much and all these different things. And, and it hurt, but I recognized, wow, I'm so thankful we have a relationship to where we open. me to correct her they're not perfect but we're trying to show this marriage as a picture of christ and so there's going to be times blind spots that she exposes to me and blind spots that i expose to her you know what i'm saying friends that didn't start a fight that started me saying i repent i am so sorry i didn't think of it that way i'm going to change some things i'm not going to travel this week but next week i will no and so like you know it's like okay let me fix some things around guys that's what the church is supposed to do the church is supposed to say hey friend i i love you and this is in the context of love and i love that when jordan told me i never felt like she was hating on me i felt every single word was from love and what's what desired for me to change because i knew it was from a heart of love not a heart of deceit. You guys see what I'm saying? It's a beautiful picture of what the church is able to do. See, without maturity and community, we cannot discern falsehood from truth because you can convince yourself that something's true even though it's not. See, if we're not in community and maturing together, we can become utterly self-centered and there's nobody around us that tells us otherwise. Without maturity developing in community, we cannot take direction well. And we also, we're not steady Because our feelings dictate our lives rather than having a brother in Christ saying, bro, I know this feels like it's bad, but there's something better along the way. Let me give you my experience. This is what happened to me, blah, blah, blah. You guys see that? It's something so powerful. Here's point number three. Maturity 
is more about speaking the truth in love than it is about being in love with the truth. Can you imagine if we are a church that lived that? We're gathering together, not because we just want to hear, how are we so much better than the world? No, no, we're gathering together, and we're learning from one another, and we're going across cultural lines, and we're learning, and we're saying, okay, how do we communicate to people that this is wrong, but we still love them, but we also love them so much that we don't want them to stay there? How do we do that? It's one of the reasons we gather every week. We're trying to figure out what is maturity. Maturity is not knowing, hey, I know more than you. Maturity is how do I bring those around me up to Jesus? The church is supposed to be leading the way. Can you imagine how influential we could be? Because, guys, do we believe this word? This word is true, and guess what? It's got all the power we need. The problem is the the way by which we deliver it. We can influence this city by taking this truth and lovingly finding ways to express that to them. That's one of the reasons we gather. It's one of the powerful reasons why we're the church. I love Jesus. Jesus was the best at speaking the truth in love, wasn't he? Like the woman at the well, right? He's like, hey, who are you with? He's like, well, I'm with this dude. He goes, actually, you've had five husbands, and the one you're with now isn't your husband. Come to me. You know, like I am the, I am the bread and the water. And she's like, yes. How did that work? Like, like, how did he pull that off? Hey, you've been sleeping around, bro, but hey, I love you. And she's like, yes, and she told the whole city. Jesus was perfect at this. Jesus, he always loved. What did he tell the Pharisees? Hey, you whitewashed tombs. You know what that means? You are like a walking coffin. You're dead inside. But he smiled the whole time. Like, how did he do it? I'm trying to figure that out. And, and I don't know, but guys, in, in community, we can learn from each other and grow in maturity and say, okay, look, I know that you grew up with this background, but I grew up being in this background where actually I was used and abused as a child. So when you reference the father in this way, here's the things I think about. So now I'm like, oh, wow, I had a good dad, so I don't expect those things. So now I know, look, when I'm talking about the father, I need to distinguish, say, look, this is how your father may have been like. But look, 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 the God, our true father is the real. You guys see that? It's growing in maturity and learning each other's backgrounds and learning how, wait, now I can speak truth to someone else better because of our relationship together. Guys, this is what the church is supposed to be. It's not about coming together and, when is our music good this week? Did enough people show up? Guys, that is the most depressing life to live, right? What is the purpose? Like, is really our purpose of church is we need to have more people this week than we did last week, which that would be great. I'm down for that, right? But imagine if it's something so much bigger. Imagine if we knew we were gathering together. Look, I noticed this thing about my city this week. How can we gather together? How can we show the world that we have a better hope? How can we actually help this college? How can we actually bring community to ASU Polytech and it's grounded in the blood of Christ?